Hello, and welcome to the Antioch Fort Worth weekly podcast. At Antioch, our desire is to cultivate a passion for Jesus and his purposes on the earth. To connect with us in community, partner with us through giving, or visit on a Sunday morning, please visit AntiochFortWorth.com. We hope you enjoy this week's sermon from lead pastor Jamie Miller. If y'all want to open your Bibles up to Isaiah 55, that'd be awesome. And uh, while we're doing that, before we get started here, I just want to say we've got coming up in just a couple of weeks, I think September 11th, not I think, it's September 11th, and uh, we're going to be doing a 30-30 challenge, which is spending time with God for 30 minutes each morning for 30 days. And our hope is that it helps to build in some rhythms. And I've, I've said it many times, it's one of the most important pastoral advice things I could give you is just to get up and spend time with God each morning. And so it's kind of like those words that are there, desire, discipline, delight, like a lot of really good stuff happens. So it creates a desire. I want to be intimate with the Lord. I want to know the Lord. I want fruit in my life. So there's a desire there, but then we have to walk through some discipline. Okay. So that's just where we actually change our schedules and get up and do it. There's some discipline there and it's not a bummer right? Okay, because delight is on the other end of that. I can tell you for many, many years of doing this, like it's, I, I wouldn't miss it for anything. I love, I love that, you know, and we're, we're worshiping and praying with the God of communion, not the God of legalism. So he's a God of communion. He wants fellowship with us way infinitely more than you could ever imagine. He wants that kind of intimacy and fellowship with us. And so it's like, I've, I've used the illustration down through the years of, of brushing my teeth. I was brushing my teeth this morning. And I told Kim, I was like, man, I got to do this discipline here. You know, that's, it's not, it's, it is a discipline. But man, there's delight for me and for you as we give each other hugs and things like that, right? There's delight there on the other side of uh, brushing your teeth. So I don't know if that works, but there you go. We're going to do it starting September 11th. Well, we're coming to the end, and, but not by any means coming to the end of the invitation, but we're finishing up this series, a fresh invitation from Isaiah 55. And we've heard the Lord say over and over again to us, come, All you who are thirsty, drink. Find the living water that's available in the Spirit and through Jesus. Come and drink and eat and feed on me. Find something that really satisfies the deepest longing of your heart and your soul and your mind. The Lord wants us to come and to receive the covenant of love that he has given to us in Jesus Christ. He wants us to seek him and to summon the nations and to turn from our ways and agree with his. Remember, we, that was one thing we talked about last week. We've got to realign from our way of thinking about God to Jesus and the revelation that he has for us. And we would not get to that revelation without Jesus Christ. It's just incredible. And so he is the word of God that has come to us to show us what God is really, really like. That word that goes out and doesn't return without bearing fruit. That's who Jesus really is. And he has sown that into our lives and revealed to us the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. That's why each week we've said we want to share in the life that Jesus reveals. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. 
Well, I got home last Sunday after sharing on this, and, uh, and I started thinking about the things that I had forgotten or could have said or, you know, just could have expanded more. And I was like, oh, wow, there was that. And then there was that, and there was that. And I was like, wow, God, you're awesome. But it was like I would have preached for an hour and a half, two hours, and y'all, like, raise up the white flag, mercy, you know, <laughs> enough. Um, but I, another thing that happened this past week was I was just wrecked a few times just in the Lord's presence. And, and I, I, I hope I can get some of this out. I want you to be wrecked in a good way <laughs> and to share in this. But I was given this assignment to speak for the, to the uh, Antioch residents like Jordan and Isaiah, a bunch of other people from around the, the country that are in Antioch churches. And, and they gave me this topic, getting God's heart of love for people. And the deeper I went into that, the more I was undone by that. And I pray that prayer frequently. God, give me your heart of love for my brothers and sisters in Antioch. And there'll be times where I'll just have to, and I did this week, I had to just say, Lord, I can't do any more. Because it was just, I was in tears, I was a mess. You know, if you just, and what a great prayer. Just like look around at somebody, you're meeting with them. God, give me your heart of love. And his heart of love, it's It's infinite. It's Jesus in the flesh. It's, it's that kind of humility. It's the incarnation, the life, ministry, death, dying on a cross for us to bring us into life with God. It's, it's such a blow away. Check this out from Ephesians chapter 4, in the, uh, excuse me, 1 verse 4 in the message. Long before he laid down earth's foundations, he had us in mind. And he had settled on us as the focus of his love to be made whole and holy by his love. Long, long ago, he decided to adopt us into his family through Jesus Christ. What pleasure he took in planning this. You know, I'm just the relational God of love, the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, just that, that there's just so much there. I, just, I want us to just worship, even here at the start, if I could just just think about this. This God I'm proclaiming that we're talking about week in and week out is a God who is the God of all creation, but he created us, like that passage said, out of love, to be adopted into his family. Like, it's like really, really good news to bring us into his family. Just think about that. that God, the, very, the very ground of our being as humans is because God loves us. The Father, Son, and Holy Spirit love me. It's like awe, wonder, amazement, you know, and that, okay, check it out, there's more, that he wants us to respond to him in love. Like, he created us for love, but he wants us to respond to him in love. Isn't that amazing? And that even when we turned our backs on him in sin and hid from him, hiding from the God of love who created us in love, even when we did that, he didn't stop. He kept coming. He kept coming, he kept coming, he kept coming, he kept coming for us. It is just, I'm just blown away. And as we've gone through Isaiah 55, I found myself, it's like I'm standing at a doorway that is leading into undiscovered continents in his presence, just waiting to be explored. That's where I was last Sunday afternoon. I was just like, it's staggering. And it's staggering to look at the scriptures through the lens of God's own self-revelation in his son. Because you just, you can't get to all of this 
without Jesus. Yeah, then he explodes the revelation of what's there. It's just, I was wrecked, you know, and I just want you to go and know that there's always more. There's more than what, the grace is bigger than what anybody sees. It's going to take coming ages, in fact. Coming ages for God to reveal the kindness of his grace that's been expressed to us in Christ Jesus. So, how we should just keep coming is humbly. Humbly. Lord, I'm a learner. I, I'm, a, I'm a little kid. I want to come like a, like a child and, and learn what you've put and done and who you are and what you've done, what you're doing and what you will do. All of that. And the big question today for us is what's the state of our walking? We're talking about today, finishing up Isaiah 55, and it's, it's walking with the Lord. You know, because you'll, you're going to go out in joy, and you're going to be led forth in peace. So what's the state of your walking with the Lord? What's the state of your joy? What's the state of your peace? You know, and we all, nobody does this perfect. You know, we've always got the, the volume knobs going up and down in our life with the Lord, the, the flesh rising up, and that's kind of how I picture the flesh, just speed metal, if you like that stuff. But, and then, and then the volume of the spirit box, some concerto of violins and just beauty, and it was all written for the glory of God. And we want that, that volume to rise, Right? in our lives and walk that way. I was at, uh, uh, I feel like I'm calming down a little bit right now in worship, man. I was just like, Whoa. I was sweating and worshiping and heaven and earth coming together and the sounds of heaven. And then Lindy starts talking about the same. I was praying that, you know, if you ever see me doing this, it's because I'm praying, Lord, make it a thin place. We want to hear the sounds of heaven today. We want to join with the worship there. So, on this joy and peace thing, I was at the sermon planning time. We've got the generations, and just all, it's a real diverse group that comes together to, to work on these sermons. Whoever's preaching still has to uh, put it together. Um, I, I want to say give birth, but I, I don't mean that. Like It's way harder what y'all do, just <laughs> not even comparable. <laughs> yeah, but as a metaphor of some uh, stop. <laughs> headlock giving him business but I, I had said uh, we were talking about this joy and I just had told the group uh, I've been accused of being too happy that's one of the accusations against me from time to time and that, that God's not mean enough and that I'm not mean enough and he needs to be more angry and uh, you know and Jim pretty quickly Reynolds uh, he said, no, Jamie, you're not too happy. You have a dark side. I was like, whoa. And I just quickly said, you're right. He said, but what people are seeing is joy. It's not happiness. It's a deeper thing. It's a, it's a different than just, hey, things are working out the way I want them to work out. And so the, it's fruit that comes from abiding in the Lord abiding in the spirit and the same thing is true with peace our joy and our peace it's it's the lord you know it's the lord he is our peace he is our joy he is our life he is what we need just all the time 
And so there's a problem, you know, there's a problem. When I don't walk in joy and when I don't walk in peace, that's a problem. The Lord wants to, he wants to birth that in me and in us and in our lives. And the even deeper problem is when I'm trying to hide from the Lord instead of be fully embraced by the Lord and by his love that will change us when I'm not abiding in his love. And so, uh, you know, sin is like anti-love. It's, it's a failure to love. To quote Rich Velotas a few weeks ago, I mentioned that. And so uh, it's anti-love. And Jesus is the word that comes out from God, the word of God, um, the Son. And he wants to resurrect and redeem and restore and renew and reconcile and make things right. He wants to do all of that and more in our lives. And yet so often, you know, we find ourselves in a place of tension. And you know why we find ourselves in a place of tension? Because it's the kingdom has started in his coming, his life, ministry, death, resurrection, ascension, but it was, it's not fully yet realized. And so we live in this in-between time, between the ages, where we are capable of great, powerful works and acts in the name of God, and we can also summon up some of the most despicable stuff that is like hell birthing on earth. You know, that's, that's, that's part of our capacity as image bearers. It's, in, it's connected to love, our ability to respond to God um, or not respond to God. So Lord, we want to see the fullness of your kingdom and your reign. Lord, let it happen in the name of Jesus. What'll it be like? You know, guys, the world is waiting I mean, the world is waiting to see this. People around us, brothers and sisters, the, the city, the creation is groaning, waiting for us to manifest who we are as sons and daughters adopted by God into his family, receiving his love, abiding in it, and sharing it. The world is waiting. It's beautiful. And, and we're going to see, like, the world is overjoyed. The trees clap their hands. It's like even creation sings. And, you know, we get frustrated sometimes because we don't see it the way it ought to be in our own lives. And we don't see it the way it ought to be in others' lives. There's evil, there's injustice, there's lack of love. Lord, help us. Lord, help us to walk into your vision uh, for our lives as human beings, as image bearers. So, Let's stand up for the reading of God's word and honor the word here today. Yeah, and just, we've been doing this each week, but just listen. Uh, I'm going to make some points, but listen, how's God speaking to you? How does he want you to respond here? What's the Holy Spirit saying to you? Lord, bless the reading of your word. Come, all you who are thirsty, come to the waters. You who have no money, come, buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk without money and without cost. Why spend money on what is not bread and your labor on what does not satisfy? Listen, listen to me and eat what is good and you will delight in the richest affair. Give ear and come to me. Listen that you may live. I will make an everlasting covenant with you my faithful love promised to David 
See, I've made him a witness to the peoples, a ruler and commander of the peoples. Surely you will summon nations you know not, and nations that you do not know will come running to you because of the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, for he has endowed you with splendor. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call on him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake their ways and the unrighteous their thoughts. Let them turn to the Lord and he will have mercy on them and to our God, for he will freely pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, so are my th- and my thoughts than your thoughts. As the rain and snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish, so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. So is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. You will go out in joy and be led forth in peace. The mountains and hills will burst into song before you, and all the trees of the field will clap their hands. Instead of the thorn bush will grow the juniper, and instead of briars, the myrtle will grow. And this will be for the Lord's renown, an everlasting sign that will endure forever. This is the word of the Lord, and we say, Praise be to God. Amen. Have a seat. Okay, so the, the main thing there is, we've just been, again, it's a similar kind of feel each week, but the main thing today is that God is offering a fresh invitation to walk with him. He wants us to walk with him just day in and day out and to share in the life and the love of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So the way we're going to do this is zoom out to the story, zoom into Jesus, and then look again at that last couple of verses there in Isaiah 55 as we wrap this up. So zooming out to the story, we've used this slide a lot this year because we've been talking about the story a lot, finding ourselves in the story, the story that we find ourselves inside of. If you could flash that up for me. Yeah, so it is the story from creation to new creation. And and we know that it's the story, there's a prequel to creation that is God out of the fullness of his love choosing us for adoption and creating us to bring us into that circle of love and creation the fall, Abraham and Israel, the promise, and the coming of the Lord Jesus, and ultimately us being called to be a signpost people that point to the way things will be one day. So we're not living lives just just trying to get out of here and go to heaven, but we're actually living lives that change the world right now. We're living lives of love and justice and and purpose and forgiveness in ways right now, in peace, in ways that, and we're going to be challenged by that in the Sermon on the Mount that's coming up. You know, in just a couple of weeks, we're going to be started on that. And it means something. God actually wants us to live in anticipation of the new creation, but in a way that actually builds the kingdom that establishes the reign of God in and through our lives right now, right? It's just, that's a, that's just a a big deal. So, um, you know, finding ourselves in this story and remembering this story that we are shaped by the stories that we, we believe we're a part of the way we act, the way we think we are totally shaped. So we're going to be in the Jesus story. We're going to be shaped by that. 
And um, I read this essay by this lady named Julie Canlis, and it was called Trinitarian Prayer. Can you imagine I'd be interested in something like that? Trinitarian Prayer, Praying from Slave Narratives to Son Narratives. And I mean, it was just so rich, you know, so rich. He was telling the story of how the Israelites were under Pharaoh's narrative. This is an ancient Near East like story of, you know, you got gods that can't even be known and then other lower gods like the sun that rises and falls each day, you know, and then the Egyptians, this is Pharaoh's story. They were the, they were kind of like the highest people group. And then everybody else was their slaves in the world. You know, that's a bummer bedtime and kids you're slaves for all your life but you but you imbibe that you start drinking that and that's the air that you you breathe and the water you drink and that's kind of a slave you live in it you live like a slave and then uh, you know the genesis story is, is moses as the storyteller and you get more insight about who god is and you understand more about who God is. You understand about coming out from under Pharaoh and coming out of bondage and coming into liberty through the wilderness and into the promised land, but you still don't have the full story. And you couldn't just read Moses and understand that God is our Father and wants to bring us into a triune uh, relationship of love, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. You wouldn't get there just reading Moses, right? So you've got to have another storyteller who comes Jesus Christ, the Son of God. And it's Jesus coming as the storyteller that we get a fuller picture of what God is really like. So let's zoom in to Jesus. And, uh, you know, what you see there, just I, there's so many, I, I just could go on and on and on. But like his baptism, the Father's saying, You are my Son, whom I love. With you I am well pleased. The love of the Father for the Son. And we wouldn't understand that without Jesus coming and being baptized and the Holy Spirit coming on him, the Father proclaiming that love, and then Jesus going out and acting and living his life and ministry as a son. As a son. You know, it's just, it's, it's beautiful. And so John 17, verse, verse 24, is um, just where you get some insights. The high priestly prayer right there before the cross. He says, Father... I want those you have given me to be with me where I am and to see my glory, the glory that you have given me because you loved me before the creation of the world. Which is just, it's just, it's just awesome. Like we wouldn't know that the father was a father before the creation of the world without the revelation of the Son, praying for that glory to be seen on planet Earth. Isn't that incredible? That, and and that, that we're being brought into that love is just mind-blowing. It's the revelation of the Son. And so, so Jesus then, one of the things he says is, blessed are the children. Let them come to me. Be like a little child. And I always think about, you know, being nice to kids and stuff when I, but, but that's, not, that's, that's not all it. I mean, Jesus is the child. I mean, he's the son of the father. And he shows us what that relationship of love as a child looks like, dependent upon the father in all things. But there's, a, there's so much here. I just, the, the, the mutuality of what the father has given to the son, though. It's not like there's a hierarchy, you know, in the Trinity, right? There's a mutuality, 
that the Father is entrusting his revelation to the sending of the Son? Like, and, and, and the Son goes, oh, to see me is to see the Father. Exactly. Isn't that powerful? Or that we were reading and uh, doing that DBS uh, this past Monday in our staff time, and our passage was Matthew 28, 18 to 20, and Jesus going, all authority, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Now go make disciples and baptize them in the Trinitarian reality. We're talking about reality here. This is reality. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. The big, before the beginning, relationships of love. A relationship of love. Become like little children. But then in the fullness of time, Galatians kind of recounts this a little bit. Galatians chapter 4, verses 4 through 7. But when the set time had fully come, in the fullness of time, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under law, to redeem those under the law that we might receive adoption to sonship. Because you are his sons, God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, the spirit who calls out, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but God's child. And since you are his child, God has also made you an heir. You see, like that, I've just been thinking, like what Julie Candless was talking about, was like, wow, moving from a slave narrative to a son narrative and us getting to be a part of Jesus' own story. It's beautiful. We're invited into the life of God. I want to read the Ephesians 4, uh, 1 verse 4 in the message one more time. Long before he laid down the earth's foundations, he had us in mind. Settled on us is the focus of his love to be made whole and holy by his love. Long ago, he decided Long ago, he decided to adopt us into his family through Jesus Christ. What pleasure he took in planning this. I mean, you guys know, it's like all through Ephesians 1. It was his pleasure. It was his good pleasure to reveal his grace in this way. You know, in his wisdom, he made known to us the mystery of his will, which he purposed in Christ to be put into effect when the times will have reached their fulfillment to bring all things in heaven and on earth to unity under Jesus Christ right so it's just it's it's beautiful it's a beautiful so we're zooming into his love there let's zoom into his joy and peace for just a minute john 15 everybody okay john 15 verse 9 as the father has loved me so have i loved you okay i'm so tempted to just park there now remain in my love if you keep my commands you will remain in my love just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. So receive his love and share his love. I have told you this so that my joy, the joy of Jesus, may be in you and that your joy may be complete. So part of what we see in the New Testament is that we receive the joy of God from Jesus himself, and you're going to be let out in joy. That's where that's going. You're going to be let out in joy. It's the joy of Jesus. We, you, can't, you can't unknow 
the resurrection. You can't unknow that Jesus, and go back and read the Old Testament without knowing that it's a retrospective reading that we're talking about. So part of this is, that's part of what I'm so blown away about. Like how much of scripture have I not looked at through the lens of Jesus? I'm just like, wow, don't get under that. That's like, wow, there's more. There's always more. There's more for us, you know? So, um, and the peace, the peace as well. John 14, verse 27, peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. John 16, verse 33, I've told you these things so that in me, you, in me, you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble. But take heart, I've overcome the world. It's like really, really good news. And it kind of breaks through the illusion that we don't have to go through anything. We, we will go through stuff. But take heart, he is the overcomer and has included us in his life. John 20, verses 20, uh, well, he comes to them. They're behind locked lock doors. They're in fear. They're, they're fearing just everything that's going on around them. And then Jesus comes there and he says, peace be with you. In verse 21, and again, Jesus said, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And with that, he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. I, I love that. There's lots of different commissions in the New Testament, but I love that one because it's like the it's 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 the greatest commission of all, right? It's I'm sending you on the same mission the Father sent me on to share this love and life with the world around us, to ex, to bring the kingdom, to believe in the kingdom, to repent and get in line with the reign of God, the way things really are. A reign that's marked by love and joy and peace and life, even through trials and hard things. So then the third part there then is we've zoomed out, we've zoomed into Jesus. Now let's hear the invitation to walk with the Lord. Again, there in verse 12 and 13 from Isaiah You'll go out, you will go out in joy and be led forth in peace. The mountains and hills will burst into song before you. The trees of the field will clap their hands. Instead of thorn bush, will grow the juniper. Instead of briars, the myrtle will grow. And this will be for the Lord's renown, for an everlasting sign that will endure forever. So he's touching there on, it's almost like a, a little microcosm of the story of God right? Like from, you know, just it, 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 he gets all the way to new creation. The reversing of the curse that happened in Genesis 3. The, the, it's talked about in Isaiah 5 that, that because of the curse, briars and thorn bushes, thorns and briars are going to grow. And so he's touching on the reversing of that, this creation to new creation. And he's pointing to what's coming and the way that we walk this out to get there. You'll be led out in joy. And um, yeah, just I, I, I want to be as practical as I can, but you know, this is something we have to pray and to press into to not just be despairing like people that don't know the Lord. 
you know, and just, just getting worked up about everything that's coming down the pike. The Lord wants us to find our joy in Him. You know, we call George Mueller George, and we have done that for three decades around our house. He's this famous missionary uh, uh, orphan, orphan guy from Bristol, England. And he, he would say that in his time with the Lord, the thing he was really after was, is my soul happy in God? He would ask that every morning. Is my soul happy in God? And I, there's been seasons where I've, I, I, I'll just I'll go through the motions or something, but I'm not getting to actually flipping the switch to finding joy in God. And, and so I just, that's free. Just, what, if, what if we just found our joy day by day in God? Wouldn't that be great? And just tapped into the joy so that my joy will be in you and your joy will be complete. Walk in love. Walk in my commandments. Love God. Love others. Um, you know, and that's the fruit of the Spirit. You know, the more we abide, the more we're going to see joy in our lives. This is the fruit of the Spirit. It's promised. So uh, abiding in the love of God over time is a good thing. And I could evaluate myself really in a funky place on any given day. And you guys can see it like sometimes like, uh, that's, I think that's the flesh, right? But over time, you know, love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and gentleness and faithfulness and self-control is going to find its way out and be grown in my life, right? So, and be led in peace. Man, I mean, uh, we, we need this. I just had an old friend who's always training people in prophetic ministry, and, and he would say, find the peace of God. You know, find the peace of God. That's where you're going to be able to really hear. It, it's hard to hear when you're anxious. It's, just, it's hard to hear the Lord. It's hard to get still, you know. And so this, again, it's a fruit of the Spirit. We want to walk that way. We want to be led forth in peace. Lord, lead us forward in peace. And then this promise of new creation. I just want to touch on this again because there's a promise there of sharing life with the world around us. What must it have been like, even for the creation that is groaning, Romans 8 tells us, for a new creation? So there was a time when Jesus walked out of the tomb, the only resurrected body, you know, in new creation so far. But what did the garden feel like as he walked forward? You know, instead of the thorns, there'll be, you know, the, the, the juniper and the myrtle, trees growing, things made right. And um, that all, in all of this, we are going to be people that are for the Lord's renown, you know, for his glory, an everlasting sign, you know. So I just keep that signpost mentality. Like there's so many different spheres from students to doctors, you know, around this room, teachers and educators, trainers of teachers and educators, roofers, doctor kind of doctor, um, <laughs> students. Just, I mean, just think about who you are and what you do. And we want to go out of here. We gather and we go out into our spheres proclaiming this, wearing it in our hearts and on our faces, you know, just in our, God, give us your love for this people. Give me your love for this person in front of me. Shape my heart and thinking, even right now in this moment. You know, 
Ah, this is the longing of our hearts. What I'm talking about right now, this is the longing. It's what, what we were made for. It's why we were created in the image of God so that we would also be an overflowing vessel of, of love. Image bearers in the temple of God. Showing the world what God is really like. Sons and daughters adopted, loved and loving, forgiven, forgiving, receiving mercy, giving mercy, receiving life, sharing life, receiving just all that God has for us and sharing that with the world around us. And even though it's, you know, I got a great text from Jim the other day. We were talking about how hard the Sermon on the Mount was. And he says, it's not hard. It's just strange. Like, it's, it's strange for us to live this way, to actually say, hey, we're going to do this. We're going we're gonna to do the words of Jesus. Can you imagine? The world is longing for this. Just, oh, what would this be like to see this? And, and the world is waiting. So I'm going to finish with, here with some vision questions for us and uh, just ask. And just, you know, those are what if questions. So what if we lived abiding in the love of God. What if we actually did that? What if we, by the power of God, lived a life of joy and a life of peace in our walking with the Lord, that sharing the life of God, expressing new creation, the way things should be, justice and righteousness and peace and life and glory, signpost lives. What if we lived creative lives in all of the different spheres that are represented right here? You know, just all around the room, everybody lived. I said, I'm going to, Lord, help me to live a creative life in the power of the Spirit that helps to make things right. I, Lord, do it. We pointed to Him in all of our, Lord, what if we lived in our singleness in this way? What if we lived in our marriedness in this way? What if we lived in our practicing of law and selling of homes? What if we lived this way uh, just in, as educators and as students and as family members? We treated our family with this kind of love and life and joy and peace. What if we actually lived that way? What if we lived that way in our personal families but also in our life groups? What if all the Christians everywhere just lived this way? Just treating other Christians like that. And then what if everybody treated their enemies this is the word of Jesus. It's coming. Smile. Yeah. It is, but it's the, it's the kingdom. It's, it is the kingdom of God. It's the reign of God breaking in on planet earth. And the good news is there's grace. There's grace. There's infinitely more than we can comprehend. And I, just the fact we're tipped off a little bit that it's going to take coming ages for us to be given a revelation of the kindness of the grace of God that's expressed to us in Christ Jesus, Ephesians 2, 6, 7, along in there. Wow. So this whole series, as we're just pulling this to a close, is a fresh invitation for all of us. I'm, I'm sensing it. I'm different after four weeks, but he's not done with me. You know, I'm, I'm sensing it in my own heart, and he wants it for you and you, and you, and you, and you, and you, and you. 
<laughs> you back there in the hand, raising your hands in the air. You back there and over here. And all of you, all of you guys. And this is our hope for glory, is Christ in us. Let's stand up. Fresh invitation. Band, come on. Worship team, come. Prayer, uh, ministry, guys, come if you would as well. Yeah, Lord, just help us to respond here to this invitation, the way it's hitting in different ways, landing in different ways, telling the story. Lord, help us to respond to you, Jesus Christ, Son of the living God, who has revealed to us the life and the love of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Yeah, there's a fresh invitation to his life, fresh invitation to prayer, like to pray, to, to learn to pray, the, not just to a distant God, but to a God who's made his, himself known to us and revealed his life and love to us, to abide in his love. There's a fresh invitation to desire, to thirst, to hunger, to seek the Lord. Lord, would you stir that up? So everybody's in different places, but something out of this, and it's for all of us, is where you need to respond. You can come to the front and get ministry or pray with somebody that you came with. But hey, who needs the fresh invitation to joy or to peace? You know, come and, come and get prayer on that or to just knowing his love, whatever, whatever it is. And if you have any other needs, like this is an evangelistic call. If you need Jesus, man, come. And if you need more of his life revealed in and through you, then also come as well. We love you, Lord, and we're just turning to you right here in this moment. Blessed be your name. Just this work that you're doing in us, Lord, would you keep, keep doing it and just move in our midst right now as we just take time to respond to you in the moment. In the name of Jesus, amen. All right. We love you, Lord. Jesus. Yeah, be bold. I, this is one of those invitation times like, go running. You know, Lord, I want you. I want all that you have for us. All you have for me. All you have for us as a people. Press into the Lord. Fresh invitation is there.